Galatians 5, 13 through 26. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And you may be seated. Thank you, Naley, for reading that. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I hope that you all experienced the goodness of God this week. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind and cleanse. Come as the light and reveal. Show us our sin. Turn us around. Set us apart until we are wholly yours. Amen. Um, I want you to know that at uh, the 1045 service, we have eight eighth graders who are ready to publicly affirm their faith in Jesus, and uh, they are committing themselves to be on the path to becoming Jesus' deep, daring, daily disciples. And I'm so excited about this and for them. And two of them have agreed to be here and help me out here in the 9 o'clock service. So I'm going to have you come on up. We have uh, Brandon Blumenthal and Grace Nichols. And uh, Polly, you, you already got your mic for him? Okay, good. Uh, and uh, so, uh, Brandon and Grace, you are each going to represent your team, which is all the people on your side of the worship center, okay? So we've got East versus West. Uh, today, we are going to play a game called Commandment Quiz. And your mics are both on. They're ready to go. Okay. Uh, and uh, Grace, I'm going to start with you. And each question is worth 5,000 points. <laughs> Remember, that's points, not dollars. Okay? Which one of these is not one of the Ten Commandments? A, you shall have no other gods before me. B, you shall not make an image and bow down to it. C, you shall not make a mess in the bathroom. Your answer is? C. C, that's right. That last one was mom's commandment, would easily mistaken for God's, right? So you have earned 5,000 points. Now, Brandon, 
Which of these is not one of the Ten Commandments? A, you shall not take the, Lord, the name of the Lord in vain. B, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. C, you shall not make your family late for church. Your answer is? Let's do C. C, good choice. C might have made the top 20, but it not, did not make the top 10. Okay, back to you, Grace. Which of these is not one of the Ten Commandments? A, honor your mother, father and mother. B, you shall not murder. C, you shall not do anything that would tempt your father or mother to murder. <laughs> I would have to say C. C, okay. Not that your parents would ever be tempted, but you, it's always better to be safe. Okay, Brandon. Which of these is not one of the Ten Commandments? You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not steal second base in the, unless you have a really big lead. Your answer? C. C. Again, the very good. Thank you. Stealing is forbidden except in baseball. So, what's our score? They are tied at 10,000 points apiece, East versus West. Now we move to the bonus round, where each question is worth 10,000 points. There are supposedly 613 laws in the Old Testament. I've never counted them. These questions are about some of the lesser-known commandments. Brandon, the category of this question is lost animals. Which of these is not a commandment in the Old Testament? A, if you find a lost ox, return it to its owner. B, if you find a lost sheep, return it to its owner. C, if you find a lost bat in your bedroom, call animal control. I'm going to say C again. Okay. You're, uh, by the way, they're very good, and that was not a baseball question. Uh, okay, and then uh, Grace. The next question is about mixing things together. Which of these is not a commandment in the Old Testament? Do not, A, do not plow with an ox and donkey yoked together. B, do not wear clothes of wool and linen woven together. C, do not have a sleepover with your friends from school and church friends together. C. C. C may not be in the Bible, but many of you follow it. Okay. Uh, Brandon, this category is, the is, is on fields. Fields. Which of these is not a commandment in the Old Testament? A, every seventh year let your fields lie unplowed and unplanted. B, do not harvest the edges of your fields. C, every seventh year do not mow your soccer fields. Your answer. See again. All right. Can you imagine playing a uh, soccer in grass like knee high? That would be hard to find. Hard to find the ball. All right. One last question, Grace. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. The category is love. Which of these is not a commandment in the Old Testament? A, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. B, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. C, you shall love video games more than life itself. C, you know, have you ever thought maybe the world is God's video game? Who knows, right? All right, what is the score? We are tied at 30,000 to 30,000. Now we go to the tiebreaker question, and it's not multiple choice. But feel free to guess as many times as you want. You can also get help from your team. All the people on each side can shout suggestions to you, and they're allowed to look it up. 
I will call on the first one that I see to raise their hand, and then we will go back and forth until there's a winner. Here is the question. In the New International Version and many other English translations of the Bible, what is the last word in the Bible? Now, you can think of things that are just common words in the Bible if you wish. Just guess. Who would like to raise their hand to be first? Amen. And we have a winner. The last word of the Bible is amen. Okay. Thank you, Brandon and Grace, for playing our game. And you are, are uh, released to dismiss and go join the other confirmation class to get ready for 1045. Thank you very much. Okay, well, today is week three in our sixth Sunday series called Craving Community, and today we're talking about the kind of community where we are learning to live by the Spirit. We started with a quiz about commandments because in our scripture today, we learn that commandments are not enough to change our lives. Commandments are not enough to change our lives. Uh, Paul calls it the law, and he's talking about all the, the laws and rules in the first five books of the Bible. Uh, now, there is something in the human heart that wants to break rules. Have you ever felt that? If a sign says, do not cross this line, what do you suddenly want to do? You may never have had a desire to spit on the sidewalk until someone tells you not to. And suddenly, your mouth starts producing extra saliva, and you feel an urge to clear your throat and put your mark on concrete. Fortunately, what God has for us works much better than rules. And here's the heart of today's message. Jesus invites me into a community of his people who receive power and say the last line with me, to live holy lives from the Holy Spirit. As usual, we're going to come back to this a, a couple more times in the message. Uh, and each time, I would like you to say the last line with me, loud and clear. Should we try it again? Jesus invites me into a community of his people who receive power to live holy lives from the Holy Spirit. What's a holy life? Holy life simply means living God's way, living the way Jesus taught and, and showed us how. It means that from now on, you belong to God. We're going to look at some of the verses uh, in our scripture reading that Naley read for us. Cha uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 starts out. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but... Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. When I eat too much, like I did Friday night, <laughs> I'm indulging the flesh. But what it's talking about here is a lot more than overfeeding your body. Indulging the flesh means giving in to our selfish, rebellious impulses that are at war with God. And then Paul adds the, the, the opposite. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. That's what we do with the freedom that Jesus gives us. 
we practice humility, service, loving one another. Now, Paul knows that the Christians in Galatia have been doing the opposite lately. Uh, They've been bickering with each other, getting upset with each other, but he has an answer for them. It's one of the great promises of the Bible, verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Isn't that powerful, beautiful? So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Sometimes I like to imagine the Holy Spirit as a glowing flame inside of me. And uh, I pray that, that, that the flame of the Spirit will grow bigger and brighter inside me. And then, with a little faith, as I say in my prayer, I imagine that it is growing bigger and brighter. And when I'm here with you, when we gather as Jesus' community, that flame grows bigger and brighter. And that's, that's what we're about today. Jesus invites me into a community of his people who receive power to live holy lives from the Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't know what sports you're into. Last night, Trish and I, we got to go to the uh, national championship volleyball game. And uh, the team we were rooting for won, so we were happy. But think of the flesh and the spirit as opposing teams battling for your soul. Which team are you going to root for? The flesh or the spirit? Verse 17 presents those opposing teams. It says, for the flesh, and remember flesh doesn't mean our bodies. He's talking about our selfish, rebellious impulses. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not free to do whatever you want. In other words, it matters what you choose. It matters which side you root for. And then Paul says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. And he gives 15 examples. I'll just touch on them quickly. He starts with sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. The word translated sexual immorality is porneia in the Greek from which we get the word pornography. It includes all kinds of sexual practices outside of marriage, um, adultery, visiting pagan brothel temples back in that day. Pornea also includes cohabitating in sex before marriage. You may not have known that. Impurity means moral corruption and being untrustworthy. Debauchery means living sort of an anything-goes lifestyle with no moral restraints. And the next two examples have to do with pagan religions. It says idolatry and witchcraft. So idolatry and witchcraft are ways that people try to manipulate the gods and the natural forces so that they can be more prosperous. And then Paul gives eight So he's really emphasizing this. Eight relational problems that he knows the Galatians are dealing with. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. I'm guessing that when the sisters and brothers in Galatia read those eight things, they start to see themselves in the mirror. 
going, whoa, this is just the opposite of serving one another humbly in love. And then Paul adds a couple more things for good measure, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Are you surprised to see getting drunk on this list? Then Paul issues a warning. He says, I warn you, as I did before, meaning when I was with you, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And of course, all of these acts of the flesh are forgivable. We know that. But he's saying the warning is if we keep going down this road, we're going down the wrong road. If we remain in rebellion against God, who knows, we may not even want to be in his future kingdom. But there's a better way, and it's the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when we yield, when we listen to, pay attention, and follow the the influence of the Spirit, over time, we are changed. Verses 22 and 23 give us the fruit of the Spirit's influence. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these nine qualities are not, they are about individuals, but they're about more than just individuals. They're also about Jesus' community. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of a church like that. And I know that you're going to find a lot of that fruit of the Spirit here in this church. Now, no church is perfect. We know that. But when you find a a congregation where these qualities are in abundance, you know you want to be there. Another thing about the fruit of the Spirit is that you cannot write them into law. You can't write rules for them. You can't legislate love, joy, and peace, can you, or the rest. They have to come from within. That's why they are, they are fruit of the Spirit within. And when we belong to Jesus, the Holy Spirit does live in us. What happens then to the desires of the flesh? Well, I can tell you, they don't automatically vanish. So what do we do? Well, I'm going to tell you. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we say no to the acts of the flesh. Day after day, we say no to our selfish, rebellious impulses. We say, you are no longer welcome in my life. All you bring is trouble. There's no room for you here. Jesus is Lord of my life now. And that's what verse 24 is getting at. It says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And we keep crucifying it every day. We keep saying no to the passions and desires of the flesh. Now, we obviously can't live by a no. We have to live by a bigger yes. So we keep saying yes to the influence of the Spirit. Verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Any of you ever been in marching band? Some of you? Yeah, me me too. We learn 
to uh, step in time with the music, didn't we? And uh, as, as a community of Jesus, we're like his spiritual marching band. Uh, he's our director, and we're learning to step in time with the Spirit. When I was not much older than uh, our confirmation students, I was trying to believe in God. I wasn't sure about Jesus, and I wasn't even thinking about the Holy Spirit. But I had an opportunity to meet a group of students from another school, and what I saw just blew me away. I remember two boys, they looked very athletic. Uh, one girl was a cheerleader. Another girl sang and played guitar. I had a crush on her. <laughs> one of the guys was kind of small, and I got the idea that it would have been easy for the bigger guys to pick on him, but they didn't. They loved him as a brother. And there were a few others, too, and all of them were so different. You know, in my school, these kids would have been in very different cliques. They, they probably wouldn't even have liked each other. But here they were, loving each other. And they said how they had come to know Jesus and their lives were changed, and I could see that it was true. I saw love and joy and peace the fruit of the Spirit. And I thought to myself, this is a miracle. This is real. And that's, that's what the heart of the message is about today. Jesus invites me into a community of his people who receive power to live holy lives from the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been trying to, to battle the flesh and its selfish, rebellious impulses, and you've been trying to do it all on your own, all on your own power, gritting your teeth. How's that going for you? I've been there. I know how frustrating it can be. Jesus is inviting you to try something new. Maybe he's tugging on your heart right now. He's letting you know it's true. It's real. He's saying, come on. Put, put your life in my hands and put your faith in me, and I will bring you into a community. And together, you will learn to live by the Spirit. Can you imagine that? Do you want to be a part of something like that? then let him know, will you? Let's pray. Jesus, without you, uh, I am fighting a losing battle against the desires of my flesh. Without you, I am a slave to my selfish, rebellious impulses. Save me, Lord. Jesus, I give you my life. Live in me through the Spirit. Fill me. Influence me. Change my heart. Heal my life. I want to be part of a community, Lord, of your people who are walking this path together.
learning to live by the Spirit. And now as we continue to pray, I'd like to give you a full minute where you can silently bring to God whatever's on your heart. And now let's join in the prayer that Jesus taught his community. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.